You ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the reindeer do most of the work. <laughs> this is my fourth year as a Santa. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. there went jolly old Saint Nick. He didn't even have a Rudolph. Bah humbug. Anyway, hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Found Girls podcast. My name is Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Forever Fan Pod. Same handle, three socials, where we're going to be the most active. Yes, we are your hosts and we're glad you can join us. And today we're going to be discussing a film that debuted in theaters on December 2nd, 2022. So if you're watching this in the future, you're rolling back in time. Uh, just in time for the holiday season, Violent Night. Yes. And as Kimberly said, um, yeah, this, this debuted. So if you have not seen the zany movie yet, please be aware that we will be talking about major plot points. So pause us, watch the film, and then come back to listen to our discussion. You know, you're throwing me off with the different music. Well, but it's it's David Harbour. It's Stranger Things. <laughs> that, I have a reason and a method to my madness. <laughs> yes, sometimes I don't follow it. But yes, for here, it makes sense. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we do hope since it is the holiday season, everyone is being safe and staying sane in those possibly long lines that may or may not be happening at stores. Mm -hmm. I have not been out, so I don't know. Yes, and um, as of this recording, we still haven't heard last Christmas, so we're doing well so far. Yes, Whamageddon is still in effect. Yes. Uh, And we did, speaking of Christmas holiday stuff, we did Mm -hmm. get to see Debbie Gibson on her tour for Winterlicious. Yes. And look, my 13-year-old heart was like screaming in joy when I got to meet Debbie Gibson. And I am a Debbie Gibson fan. I I wear that as a badge of honor. So yeah, but uh, I'm going to stop talking now and we're going to go right uh, into the sleigh ride of doom and see what Santa's headed to now. Bum, bum, bum. Aye, aye, aye. It's supposed to be fun. It is fun for me. So this is uh, from Google. An elite team of mercenaries break into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Because Santa Claus has come to town. Oh my goodness. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so a little bit more about the plot of this movie. The family compound belongs to Gertrude Lightstone, who apparently just keeps 300 million liquid cash stored in a vault. I mean, you know. (laughs) Doesn't everybody. (laughs) Anyway, the mercenaries have staked out the place for months to pull this off, while the Lightstones, um, they were going to do this heist during the annual Christmas Eve that the Lightstones have. Um, hashtag the real Santa happens to come by the Lightstones to drop off a gift for Trudy Lightstone, the one who really believes in Santa, um, and no one else really does. So uh, Santa then finds himself helping Trudy escape the ones on Santa's naughty list. Yeah. So. I really want to start changing, you know, dashing through the snow. You only have one leg. 
Skull Crusher broke you, and now the mercenaries are dead. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that all show. Uh, okay, so how about let's start the discussion now before you get too, really too into, into your, it? your songs there. Hey, my jokes are on point. So is a candy cane. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> All it's right, going to um, be one of those shows, folks. Look, okay, I'm just going to say it, start it off and just say it like it is. This is chock full of... of major tropes? Major tropes. <laughs> like yes. rich family on a compound in Connecticut, mercenaries after the fortune, a relationship in trouble, double-crossing agents, a little girl keeping the holiday spirit alive, people fawning over each other and... What is it? Like they, they cater to the mom in order yeah, to get the money. because the mom has the money. The actor giving the best pitch deck because oh that's what they God, call it. Oh my God, that was terrible. I was dying laughing at that one. Of course you were. <laughs> it, that's the greatest gift you can give is a pitch deck, really? Anyway. Um, it's the totally, greatest gift that he could give because it was the opportunity. Yes. To. <laughs> yes. Everybody just sees dollar signs. Um, oh my God. Look, the, the, the plot is predictable. It's completely outlandish. And it's fun. <laughs> yes. Um, what I loved about this is that it, to me, it paid homage to Home Alone, right? In in that scene where she's trying to get the bad guys off her off her t- trail because they found out that she was hiding in the attic. She meaning Trudy mm-hmm. was hiding up in the attic, um, and they were trying to get her. And then she just booby trapped everything. Yeah, and I, the the part where. Uh and it reminded me of Home Alone 2, mm. where the guy, I don't know if he was gingerbread or it wasn't peppermint or uh, brownie it's, or it's, cookie or Scrooge. It's one, or, of, the, it's one of the naughty I, ones. I loved all the names and, and had no idea who was who and kind of <laughs> didn't care. Um, I think that was the point. Exactly. He says, you know, the only way these work is if we don't see them. It's like, I'm smarter than you. And, mm-hmm. and just like uh, Macaulay Culkin's character, Kevin, everybody's like, yeah. You won't be able to do this, and he outsmarts them by putting things right in his face, you know, and letting not, the bad guy see it, and, and then, not seeing the peripheral. Of, exactly. Oh, so when they focus on the the ladder rung that's sawed in half, first of all, where did the girl got a saw and all these nails? <laughs> I know, right? But you know, realm of disbelief because this movie seriously does not take itself too seriously. seriously. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. But when he steps on that plank, and then the nail goes through his jaw. Yeah. Or through, the, yeah, the, the, the bottom jaw. His mandible. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's where I started. Cre- I mean, this is this is the part of the film where everything just went sideways. And it was more like whack-a-mole. <laughs> and everything was like, okay, this is now way over the top. And when the fun really, to me, for me anyway, for me, it got cringy here, but it was fun. Um, you were cringing and I was going, oh, that's unique. That's such a great way. Oh, uh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Well, when the bowling balls started to fall, I'm like, oh, well, that was, I, I believe that was also Home Alone. I, I, I don't I don't remember. remember Home Alone very well, but I remember like when the bowling ball hit him and then he lands on the mat full mm-hmm. of nails upside down. Mm-hmm. Again, where did she get so many nails? But <laughs> yeah, and it lands on it. Like, he falls on it and they're all in his butt. And my first thought yeah. in this yeah. was, ow. ow. My second thought was. Wouldn't that like damage, like, because again, adult, wouldn't that damage his spine? They're such big nails. Wouldn't that have like severed something? Well, it might have, or it might have just like slightly punctured a kidney. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, that uh, that's all I kept thinking of. 
And then when he pulls the really long nail out of his butt and he's staring at it, you're like, oh, he's getting it between the eyes. Yeah. I'm like, it's uh, like you, you don't. It's like the person that turns the shotgun around to see why it's not firing. Yeah. It's like, uh, you don't do that. So, yeah, I, I love I love the, that whole scene. Yeah, that um, was I like the Trudy character because it reminded me very much of Home Alone's Kevin character. Mm. But I mean, but she embodies like, you know, the innocence of children. Right? Yeah. That, and again, tropish. We yeah. get it. But it fit and it, it had its role to play and it played it. Yeah. Um, David Harbour as Santa. I swear <laughs> when he burped, it's like you could you know, when somebody embodies a character so much and is perfectly cast that you're just like. If you were sitting real close, you could feel like you could smell it, <laughs> I know. you know, and be like, uh, okay. Like when he's flying over the bar and the woman's like, oh, in awe. Oh my God, this is Santa is here. Oh my God, he's real. And then gets puked on. Yeah. It's like, oh, nuts. It, it, and that just, you know, sets the tone for the entire movie. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, but we, you knew, again, you knew in the trailer what yeah. you were getting. So. I mean, when you showed me the trailer, I was like, "Really?" And I was, really? I was laughing, going, "We have to see this." And I, I have to admit that it was fun going to see this. So it also is interesting because, like, Santa wants to give up. He's jaded. At He's this very point, jaded right? at this point. And most people always see Santa as this holly jolly person that's like this spiritual thing, right? Created, mm-hmm. but they make Santa have a backstory. Yeah. So he, he has was human at- emotions and everything, and we don't know how he became Santa. Right. But so that was, it was an interesting, I kind of like that to show that Santa can also deal with all the garbage that humanity still somewhat deals with because he used to be. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that he is, you know, disgusted by, you know, all the greed and all of the materialistic, like what you were mm-hmm. saying earlier, um, I, I thought that that was a, a brilliant take. Yeah, you know, like you said, human emotions and all of that. That even Santa, you know, can be like depressed. So, but despite that, you know, you could tell that he still wants to keep going because he's he still believes in the magic, and he right? still believes. Like he even tells people that he still does it because there are those kids that still believe in him, right? That have nothing, that still you know need him. I yeah. think he said it was it was the phrase. And, you know, he, w- he was thinking, okay, this is going to be my last year, right? He could have quit right there. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the movie would basically end there. Yep. But, you know, he's like, all right, let me, let me do one more, one more year. And, you know, Trudy did remind him of, you know, the, that there are still those who believe in Christmas magic. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why he... And Santa is a... It was an interesting... And maybe this is a good or a cute, I don't know. Mm. But the manifestation of Santa is your belief system. So how much you believe in something, how mm-hmm. much you want something to exist or be. Now, granted, in a grand scheme of things, you can't just like wish someone to come back from the dead and stuff like that. No. You know, yes, that happens in this film. But let's be honest, in, in reality, you can't sit there and, and pray over someone's grave and have them come back. It's not biologically possible. Right. I mean, I, I wish that I could fly, but you know, that's never going to happen. Look, even Santa said to Trudy when she, she wanted to fly that that was a little bit outside the scope of what he could do. Right. But he, he ended up giving her a kite instead. Exactly. So that she can see it fly. Because when you have faith in something, and I don't care what your faith is in, mm-hmm. 
Um, if you believe in yourself, we'll take that one, right? If you believe in yourself and you work really hard, the opportunities will come to you. That doesn't necessarily mean they're the opportunities you want or how you want them. Instead of making you fly, they might give you a kite to get closer to the sky. Mm -hmm. And it does take a village of people believing you to get there. Yeah. So I liked that embodiment. And I also liked that the more Santa didn't have people believing in him, the more fallible and human he became bleeding can die all of these things that's how i what i sort of got out of it Mm. well i always i the way i saw it was that he wasn't all magic right something happened to him we don't know what but the christmas and he even admitted he has no idea how it all works he just he just does it he just is and there are certain things that are magical, like the reindeer flying, like his his bag of gifts, like his scroll. But everything else about him is human, other than the fact that he can live like over, you know, thousands of years. Yeah, see, I, I kind of went the step further because he kept saying kids aren't believing, all they want is cash. So I was kind of wondering if the belief in him... The belief in the essence of him and the spirit of what Christmas is supposed to be was also dying. Mm. And if that dies, he's, he dies. Mm. Could be. I mean, if you think about the film itself, you know, the, the family is materialistic and money grubbing and, and they literally have money. money to burn. <laughs> I know. I was there, like, there's oh a scene God. where they're literally burning money yeah. and the daughter's only comment is, oh, come on, he's dead. Do you right. have to burn the money? Right. So even at that point, she's just like, oh, she's still all holding about the on money. to, yeah, it's all about what she could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at that, I was like, okay, it's the complete polar opposite. One is pure innocence and childlike exuberance and enjoying what you have and who you're with. Mm-hmm. Like Trudy doesn't want a gift. She wants her mom and dad back together. Yeah. You know, the, the innocence of childhood. She wanted to fly. So she had a kite and she was very happy with her kite. Now, literally, he even lifts up lists and it's like cash, 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 cash. It's always materialistic things. Yeah. And it's more, it, it sounds very jaded, but it is, it, Christmas is a commercialized materialistic holiday. Mm-hmm. So the way they display that, as opposed to Trudy and her faith and her innocence towards Santa, it's, for me, I thought, well, there's less belief in him, more belief in the material then he disappears. And what do we have left? We've literally lost the innocence and the hope and the goodness about us because we are now beholden to the piece of paper that can so easily burn. Yeah. It's the, it's the things that can... The things that have no substance. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. No substance, yep. So that was what I... Yes, I dug that out of Violent Night. Oh my goodness. Anything <laughs> else? Skull Crusher. <laughs> I knew you would like that. Sledgehammer. Of all the weapons to have, a sledgehammer. I'm like, oh, all right then. But in the same token, I was laughing because the tropes are so obvious. Everything is so blatant Mm -hmm. that it felt like it was hitting you with a sledgehammer. (laughs) This film literally is on the nose with everything deliberately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it worked. Yeah. That That was really funny. When he finally had his sledgehammer, it was like, you know, Superman finally getting his strength back. So um, for me, the biggest theme here, I know that there are a lot of thro- tropes and all of that, and we've, we've touched upon a lot of them. But the biggest theme for me is that even Santa says relationships are a lot of work and that he himself 
you know, he he was basically lamenting the fact that he and Mrs. Claus were kind of like drifting apart, similar to how Trudy's parents have, you know, kind of drifted apart because they just, you know, didn't see eye to eye anymore. It was very realistic to me in, in this very unrealistic movie, you know, that was one of those, this is real no matter what, yeah. that relationships need a lot of work. They're hard. But once you are able to work at it and, and decide, you know, that's what you want, then it is worth having. I mean, Santa's, I think it's in our cute, Santa's last wish. We can talk about that there. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. All right. Anything else? No, I think we can jump into the bad. Okay. I don't think this is a bad, but my wife has put this on the list. This movie has an MPAA rating of R, but some of the scenes were really over the top. Look, it's a gory film. <laughs> it is It is a gory film. Yes, that's There's why it's an R. There's blood dripping off, and unlike... Uh, Multiverse of Madness, where there's blood dripping off the, the shield. shield. This is definitely rated well. <laughs> rated appropriately. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of John Leguizamo, I just didn't think of him as like a bad guy. Like he wasn't bad enough for me in this movie. I don't know really? why. Yeah, it, it was just... Maybe it's because every time I see him, I just see like Chichi Rodriguez from Tu Wong Fu. And it's just it just doesn't... I know. I've never seen that movie. You what? I've never seen that movie. Okay, that has to go on the list because now, now I I've oh, seen it's a, a reverse. Mo- I've seen it's the a- movie that you haven't. Oh my god! So we're gonna add it to the what is our 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 theme that we're doing? It's nostalgia versus novelty. Yeah, aka nostalgia versus newbie. Uh, we should do a poll and see which which people which people prefer. Oh, uh, we can we can. Um, um, but that's gonna be our series of like movies that one has seen and like really looks back fondly upon and the other has not. So we'll get into detail with that as we get closer. Yeah. But yeah, t- for me, it was just like, I just, I can't see, see him as anything else. This is bad. Um, okay. So another bad for me, and this is not the movie per se. Okay. Um, so it's, it's how it was presented or? Maybe. And maybe it's because, you know, we, we usually watch films at home streaming. There were like, 10 trailers before this movie. I mean, a it was lot like, of it wasn't good. I was like, wait a minute. So, okay. Um, pause for a minute. Cause I used to work for Buena Vista network is what it was called. Buena Vista college network. Actually, it was an area of Disney. I think it's no longer there, but they used to hire college students like me at the time to go to movie theaters and watch trailers and, you know, write them down. And I got paid to do this. Yes. I got paid to move to watch movies. So the point of all of that was that, you know, there's about five or six trailers before a movie. If it was a blockbuster, then you maybe have seven. I have never seen where it was at least 10, maybe 11. I lost count. I was just like, oh, my freaking God, this is like another movie right before a movie or or a short before a movie. So, yeah, I agree with you. There was so many trailers that I literally was done with my M&Ms before the movie started. I was like, hmm. But it did. I, I remember looking over at you going, how many more are there? Right. Like I said, I was expecting about six. And when it was more than that, I'm going, whoa, what is going on here? I think because of the holiday season, there's so many films coming out. They're probably flooding as many as possible because they really want people to come to the theaters. Yeah. Well, that turned me off. It it, it makes me want to like come to the theater later. Late. 
so that I skip all of that. So that's that's the the reverse of what... (laughs) But you'd also have to agree, half these trailers are available online anyway. Yeah, but... I know you're a captive audience, quote unquote. But all it's going to do, like you said, is make me want to show up later, save my M&Ms, and... (laughs) Yes, I like... I like M&M's with my movie. I actually love crispy M&M's with a popcorn. Mm. You mix you like them the, together. The salty, the salty sweet. sweet. Oh, so good. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I did have <clears throat> a slight bad. Uh, a slight bad? A slight bad. I can never look at candy canes the same way again. Oh, come on. That was funny. Um, the, the, the final thing I'd like to point out, though, is that the tropes did get a wee bit annoying and could really? have been toned down just a tad i mean that was the point of it right they, oh i know but were... i would have rather focused like you could have trimmed that out mm. and focused more on you know the killing of course you would say that but i'm saying it's like if you had to trim the film <laughs> because you had twenty thousand trailers before it you needed you wanted to keep more it beheaded <laughs> beheadings beheaded beheadings beheading through the snow oh, knocking down your okay i'm stopping <laughs> okay let's go to the queue shall bell, we jingle bell jingle bell smack uh, can we go to the cute? Yes, we go to the cute. Okay. Santa's getting on with the digital age. I have never seen his scroll being digital before. Yeah, but but could it, is it digital or is it just Christmas magic? I don't know. It's, it looked digital to me. Well, but it's not digital because it, it literally unravels it's and scroll. is a scroll. So it's a freaking scroll. Do you think That's kids, digital? Because kids are totally running around with digital scrolls right now and hey, unrolling you know, it. And of it's, course. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Wow! I don't know how it works. It just does. <laughs> that was a stretch. Oh come on! That's a stretch. That was funny. Um, okay. So can we talk about Santa's wish now? Yes, you can talk about Santa's wish. Okay. So Santa's one wish. What I was, I was very low. There I you go. Like, We're bringing back our pin. Okay. I thought the volume was higher. <sighs> so. Santa's last, or last, Santa's one wish was to tell, or is to tell, Mrs. Claus. I'm saying, like, this is past tense, like, he's dead. Well, he He did did die. die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We're having a day. We're punchy. We are having a day. It's one of those shows, folks. So, let me start over again. Santa's one wish is to tell Mrs. Claus that he loves her. Do and it. that was just so sweet. And then as he was saying that, he took his ring off. Yeah. And then it fell onto the floor. And then it rolled towards a sledgehammer. Like, are you kidding me? Mrs. Claus actually put the sledgehammer in the sleigh. <laughs> and said, I think you might need this. With the spare sack. <laughs> well, it was the reindeer who Yeah, took but he's like, oh, back. we went back for the spare sack. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, that was like really cute. That his reindeer actually, despite the fact that he is a lush. And the reindeer left a <clears throat> present for on him. the roof yeah. that he stepped in. They still love him. They do. Because you know what? Family's complicated. Yes, it is. It's not easy or pretty. Relations- Sometimes you step in turds. <laughs> Relationships take time, even with reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. I thought that was funny. Your face, though, when I said that was funnier. Uh, this is why we should be recording these on video. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to say it's it's adorable that Santa has absolutely no idea how Christmas magic works. Because yeah. and I, 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 I kind of took that 
to heart because like human beings were so busy trying to find out how things work or reason things happen that we lose sight of the beauty of what just happened and we don't actually enjoy it because we're so befuddled by why. Mm. And it's very hard for me as somebody who is like obsessed with the why of something. Like I want to know why someone did something. I want to know why, you know, what happened is what Mm -hmm. happened. And that's just primarily the way my brain works. But, you know, it, it fascinates me that he doesn't even know, but he also, when he sees Trudy and when he starts talking to her, He's just so enthralled by the letters she wrote him and he's remembering and talking to her and he's filling his heart with not just the whys or whatever, but just the enjoyment of the moment, not worried about what the world is going to think of him or, or what the world is going to think of you when something happens, like going to a concert and just enjoying the concert, enjoying the moment you're living in and not worried about giving it to the rest of the world and how they're going to respond to it. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're talking about the Debbie Gibson concert earlier, it, I I am not as big a fan of Debbie Gibson as you are. No. And, you know, when when you told me that you you've never met her and the opportunity for a meet and greet came up and it was it was very reasonable the price. I'm like, you know, why not? And it happened to me on my birthday. I'm like, all right, let's go, you know? Yeah, the the only time I got anything uh, autograph-wise or whatever from Debbie Gibson is because my cousins uh, were in the same school district. Mm. So she played for the middle school or whatever and signed autographs for all the kids that went there. I didn't realize that she was from Long Island. So it was like, oh, all right. So is Mariah Carey. Oh, look at that. So is Billy Joel. (laughs) Okay. So am I. I am nowhere in the caliber of those, but I just, I like to say we're all from the same vicinity. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So, I mean, I tried to enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and it's, it's not easy in, in the day and age of where we want to share everything and we sometimes get our validation from what other people comment or say, or if a celebrity notices our posts, mm-hmm. you know, and we all fall, I mean, we run a podcast. We're, we're deliberately putting these things out there for likes and listens and everything else. So we are not immune to this. But I'm saying it's nice every now and again when I just sit back and I just enjoyed the moment, enjoyed the concert. And yes, I shared images and I shared stuff, but I haven't shared half of what I have because it's for me right. to keep in. And yeah. it's silly things. And, you know, even the people who who do follow up, you know... I had a conversation with someone else on the phone after that fact, and they said, yeah, we saw on Facebook, Kimberly's post was like really cute, you know? So yeah. they, they didn't respond to the Facebook, but you know, in a conversation outside of social media, we had, we had that connection, that conversation. Yeah, I mean, social media does expand our reach, mm-hmm. and it expands everybody's reach to find their people. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I even find myself taking a step back and going, you know what? This is just me. For, yeah. This is, I need this. And and I want to remember it, how I'm experiencing it right now. Which is why I wanted to make sure that you got your solo with Debbie Gibson. Yes, I have a solo photo with Debbie. <laughs> but anyway. She had to ask my name like four or five times because she was Look, exhausted. There were a lot, there were a lot of a people lot of, there. Yeah, there's a lot of people and there was she was exhausted. Right. Um, but it was my 13-year-old heart squeed. I was like, <laughs> but um, I'm also, I, I just love my skull crusher. 
That's my last cute. Skull Crusher was adorable. That sledgehammer. In in a sledgehammery way. Sledgehammer. <clears throat> Oh, don't my know goodness. any other <laughs> words, but I'm singing it right now. Sledgehammer. Ah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so anything else? I think it was, it was fun. It mm. was cute. Okay, so I guess that means that that is the end of our discussion then. Yes. Um, okay, so it is now time for our Forever Fangirls rating. A drum roll, please. Better make sure I hit the right button. Oh, that was loud. I hit the volume a little too high. <laughs> like a sledgehammer, I wanted to get the point across. Oh, my God. Okay. We rate Violent Night 4.5 stars. Yay! And we agree on this rating. Yes. Um, look, I'm going to be very candid. The film is exactly what the trailer says it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting some happy-go-lucky holiday story, this is not for you. (laughs) But if you're looking for a gory, silly, but still has a good moral to the whole thing, I would run to the theater for viewing. It's silly dialogue, cardboard characters. It felt like they were all done as a way to shine light on the materialistic nature of humanity. And there's never enough. We always want more. I mean, billionaires gonna billionaire, right? To get to space. Aye, aye, aye. But you get the point. We do have a tendency to fill the void with things. So the entire moral here is that Santa's real if you want him to be. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the spirit of what the holiday is and don't allow anyone to take that away from you. All right, so I don't know if I can follow that, but here's my take. Okay. Um, David Harbour strikes the right tone with his badass Santa. He bleeped me. Well, you were about to use a derogatory term, and we are, of course, a family-friendly show. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm glad you bleeped me then. Um, (laughs) Aye, aye, aye. Anyway, he really does have a very big heart, but don't cross him. Or else you'll have to deal with Skull Crusher. And you don't want to deal with Skull Crusher. You don't like me when I'm angry. No, you don't. Um, okay, so for me, it was a good way to spend a rainy Saturday afternoon to escape for a couple of hours. You know, that is if you can get through the trailers, and I almost didn't. To show up later. Well, we will next time. Yeah, like five minutes. Yeah, because then it might just be just enough. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like one or two. (laughs) Anyway. Um, But anyway, that's going to be our our show for today, folks. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Was there something we missed? Did you see the film and and agree with us or want to just let us know anything or even want to recommend a film for us to cover in the future? You can leave us a message at speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast or reach out on any of our social channels uh, via direct message, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can also email us from their website, but you get the point. There's a lot of ways to reach out. And uh, in the meantime, if you just hit the little subscribe button so you don't miss an episode, we'd greatly appreciate it. And until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, you better watch out, because Santa's coming to town. With a sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. <laughs>